Hey there, gorgeous. Welcome to the VLX podcast. My name is Jackie Dixon, and my mission is to help women become healthy, holy, and hot, on fire for God in every area of their lives. Sound good? Let's get started. Hi, my name is Jackie Dixon. I run a company called VLX, and it's a Christian co- it's a Christian coaching organization. There we go, uh, where I help Christian women become what I call the biblical bombshell, and that is a woman who is healthy, holy, and hot. So the areas we focus on are body care and love of your body, uh, your relationship with God, and the concept that purity is how you're going to be most powerful, and your relationships with yourself and with men. We talk about beauty and the purpose and point of beauty and how to use it. We talk about intimacy in all different kinds of ways and how that should look at different periods of your life and how to achieve it. So all kinds of different things. But right now we're in what I call body stewardship season, which is this time of year where I talk about taking care of our bodies. And I do this in the spring because this is when we're inundated with all those magazines saying, you know, get a summer body, you know, in time for your vacation fit into that bikini or whatever. And it's this kind of very body conscious time of year that's starting. So I figured this is the best time to talk about body stewardship, which is, in my view, the biblical way of approaching our bodies is seeing that we don't own them because Christ's sacrifice bought them, essentially. And now we're just the stewards. And our job is to do God's will through them and to take care of them so that we're always ready to do that will, whatever that looks like. And simply just to honor God because this is something that he made. This is a gift to us. And so kind of it's our duty, really, to care for something that belongs to someone else well, regardless of what is going to happen to it. So today we are discussing uh, one more blog post in the series that we've been talking about. This is a series I published a few years ago, and it talks about when I went to the south of France on a study abroad trip. And instead of becoming slim and chic, I gained 20 pounds of pastry fat in five weeks. So this last post that I republished this past Wednesday is called The Big Reveal and Parsing Shame. And I remember when I sent this email out two years ago, it got more opens than any of my other emails. And I think that's probably because it's called The Big Reveal. And even people who weren't aware of the series I was in was like, what's she revealing? Well, what I was revealing was the new body that I had to my family back at home. So in this blog post, I first, I talk about about three things. And the first is the airport layover I had on the way home when I went on a total binge. I had already gained so much weight, I wasn't fitting in the pants that I had worn on the way over. I felt completely out of control and I had totally lost hope. So my logic and my emotion was, why bother? Why should I bother to keep trying? Why not just throw in the towel and eat everything I've always wanted to eat and told myself I can't or I shouldn't. So I literally hopped on a three hour layover from kiosk to kiosk eating everything in sight. And I was so full, but if you know anything about insulin and sugar, I just had this addictive feeling I had to have more. And maybe I could wait half an hour or 15 minutes, but then I wanted something more. But because I was too ashamed of how much I was eating and what I was ordering, because I never ordered things like this, so I had this shame just around the fact that I was ordering this giant cinnamon bun or whatever, I would go to a different kiosk each time so that the person who was even running it and the people around it 
wouldn't start to realize that I was out of control. So I would very chicly walk up to the counter and confidently order the piece of junk food that I wanted. And then I would take it and go off and eat it somewhere. And then I would walk somewhere else out of sight of even where I ate it to a different kiosk and do it again and do it again and do it again. I was sick inside and out. I was miserable. And if you've been in that kind of situation where you're binging on something and maybe you're out and about like I was, or maybe you're home alone, or maybe you're with a bunch of other people at a party or something, you have this brief endorphin rush as soon as you're getting what it is that you craved. And then you immediately feel guilty and you really feel sick afterward. And yet that cycle restarts and you want something new. So it's very tough to break. And one of the pieces that I think is critical to breaking it is a sense of hope. As silly and unrelated as that might sound, a sense of hope that there is a point to wanting to be better. There is a point to trying to stop this. And I think if you don't have that, well, there's just, there seems to be no reason to try to become any better. And at that point, I was hopeless. I had gained so much weight. I, as I've said in past videos, was modeling the two years before I left. And so I had had this kind of reputation as the model. And here I, I was clearly, clearly not in modeling condition anymore. Um, and I was just so ashamed. So that was the first part of this blog post that I'm discussing this out of control binge at the airport. And if you guys have ever had that kind of situation, I would love to hear about it. I know, I know it's miserable. It's absolutely miserable. And yet it can be so easy to slip into. I think, especially when we don't know what we're doing as far as taking care of our bodies and we have kind of lost a sense of hope. So the next part is when I got on the second leg of the journey and then arrived home to see my family and they met me at the airport and I think I had told them that I had gained a lot of weight and I was really miserable and they were like, Oh, that's fine. You know, come on home and get back on track, back on schedule and with the foods that you know how to use. But I still don't think I'd paired them enough because their faces registered a good bit of shock. It was one of those, Oh, hi. And one of those, Oh, sweetie, good to see you. And I could see that they were trying to cover up their shock, really, because I had really transformed in just a matter of, you know, a few weeks with their excitement with seeing me. Hi, Cindy. Hey, love. So I was incredibly embarrassed. And these were the people I loved most. So I felt safe with them. And yet I still felt like a total failure. I mean, to gain 20 pounds in five weeks <laughs> is quite an achievement, honestly, and not necessarily a particularly good one. But I looked very, very different. And so they took me home and all of those symptoms of shame that I've talked about in previous videos, I went through from the despair to the bitterness and the rage and the trying to avoid it, trying to deny it, uh, the bravado and just everything I've mentioned and way more I went through and drug my poor family through as they tried to deal with me. And it was total highs and lows. So one day I was begging my mom, like, I've got to get this off. You know, I really want to lose this before school starts or just before winter or whatever deadline I could come up with. Will you lock me out of the kitchen and put me on a strict vegetable soup diet? <laughs> and then the next day I was trying to say, no, you know, the body I'm in right now is fine. And all those super skinny models, they're so materialistic and that's such a filthy media obsessed culture. I'm above all that and I'm fine the way I am and I love my body as it is. And then the next day I was researching exactly how those materialistic models stayed thin, desperately trying to figure it out again in a way that worked for me. So I was on this total roller coaster. And if I would understood shame then, like I do now, I would have known what was happening and I would have been able to sort through those emotions. Because here's the tricky thing. 
when we're feeling body shame, it's tough to tell if it's just an emotion or if it's our body crying out for attention. Because there are a lot of different camps out there, if you are. This is how I see it. There's the kind of the anorexic culture almost of you've got to be thin in order to be loved and beautiful. Then there's the super fit culture where you want to be thin and fit, but you're not really quite sure why you're doing it, except it's for health, and that's a good reason, isn't that good enough? And every now and then you slip up, but that's okay, you'll get back and go for a run, and it's just kind of this, it's healthy, but it's not as aware of the theology of this. And then you've got this, you know, being overweight is totally fine, it's a very healthy body type, your body's perfect as it is, don't change, diets are, you know, evil practically, and it's tough to know which one's true. Now, in my opinion, almost none, really none of those are fully accurate. Even the healthy fitness one is still just not cognizant of the importance of this as a Christian. So I wish that I had known that none of those camps were accurate because I found myself vacillating between them. And if I'd had the awareness that I do now, I would have been able to say, okay, there's two things going on here. One is what my body needs to be healthy. And two is the emotions and insecurities I'm dealing with that might not be true and accurate. Now, next week, we're going to talk about something really important, so I hope you'll join me again, and that is the way we can step out of these insecurities, because I was very angry at myself. I felt so much like I had failed, and that emotion was not helping me at all. In fact, it was thwarting me, and it was leading me into this cycle of trying to starve myself. Not really. I could never really skip a meal, to be honest with you, but trying to really um, be very disciplined and limit my food. Yes, healthy body, mind, and soul. I know. Unity, it all starts in the spiritual. I agree. We've got to be based in this with God. Totally agree with you. Um, so I was very angry, and it would start this you know, cycle of being very disciplined, and then I would give up, basically, because it wouldn't work. I'd be too hungry, and I would go on a binge, and then I'd be furious at myself, and I would start over, and it was this vicious cycle. And if I'd known that I needed to detach my identity from my body and realize that these emotions are going on over here, but I've got to objectively look at what my body needs. Oh, I would have been able to do this so much more easily because the camp that talks about, you know, being overweight is fine and, um, you know, all body types are perfect. You need to just love yours. Don't try to change it is ignoring the fact, unfortunately, that there are absolute scientific studies proof that being out of shape is not good for our long-term health. So we've got to take care of our bodies regardless, but it can get so tricky when we have all these emotions around us. So if I could have just objectively looked at, okay, forget what I think I want to do or justifying myself or trying to love myself, let's put that over here. That's one topic. But right now I've got to figure out what does my body need? Is this a good state for it? Is it in good health right now? And of course, Simply, it wasn't. It was not in the best health. It wasn't in the worst, but it certainly had slipped a lot. And so I needed to objectively improve my fitness and my level of wellness. But I also needed to deal with my broken heart and the sense that I had failed and was no longer worthy or lovable. So that is what I call parsing shame. It's this incredibly precise division of the different emotions that you feel so that you can figure out where is your body trying to get your attention? Where are those emotions that, ooh, you know, I'm really embarrassed that I'm not in great shape. Where is it actually true that your body is saying, yes, please take care of me. Please let's go work out. Please feed me something better. Please let me sleep enough. And where is it a simple insecurity that actually isn't founded in your body's objective health? Those are two very different camps and we get really stuck when we try to combine them and we get them confused. 
So what I want you to try to do is to divide the objective health of your body from how you think about it. And I know that seems tricky, but I promise if you practice, it will get easier. And the best way to determine your objective health is to go online and define those health assessments. And these are those silly things like, you know, do a fitness test. How many push-ups and sit-ups can you do? And how quickly can you run a mile? And obviously, if you've got a disability that prevents you from doing certain things, work with what your body is able to do. But there are generally ways that we can figure out how fit is our body, how well are we. You might want to go visit your physician, just get that overall checkup. You might want to write down what you eat on a daily basis and then look up a general healthy, balanced diet and compare those notes. And you might be in for a little bit of a wake-up call. It might not be too happy. But that's what you need to do to be able to say, okay, my body is just not not flourishing. And it doesn't matter whether I'm proud of it or I want to justify what I'm doing or I'm really ashamed and embarrassed. Forget the emotions. This is the state of my body right now. I call this the state of stewardship in the body stewardship course. You take your state of stewardship and you evaluate lots of different areas. And in the course, we evaluate many more. But just for starters, figure out where your health stands, your wellness, your fitness, your weight, your diet, your lifestyle as far as sleeping and eating and when and how and how you feel about it and working out, all of that stuff. And then is that what's best for your physical body as God would have you care for it to be its, its best at its optimum level of wellness? And then next week, we're going to deal with those tricky emotions, the shame and the embarrassment or the justification or the trying to deny that this is a problem. I want you to come to the table and just look at what's objective. And I promise there is a way to step out of those insecurities. But it's so important that we make this difference because I spent literally years in the loop of trying to base my diets and my body care on my emotions. And it wasn't working. And not only was it not working, it was taking me for a freaking ride. <laughs> I was high and low and miserable and angry and full of despair and embarrassment. Just every emotion and everybody who's around me, unfortunately, at least who I was open with, went on that ride with me. God bless them and thank them for their patience. But it was it was awful. And I don't want you to have to go through that. So make sure that whenever you feel an emotion about your body, at least for now until we get to this next week, just table it. Say, okay, I'm going to deal with that later. Right now, what am I eating? What am I eating and how do I feel about it? Is this good for my body? Or how am I sleeping? Or what's my workout? Or have I not worked out in months? Or what does it look like? That's what I want you to focus on. This is your state of stewardship. And that is your challenge for the week. And the next week, I promise, I promise, 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 we will walk through those insecurities, which are the trickiest parts. And I think you're going to be surprised that it's a lot easier to get rid of them than you might think. But you have to do stuff that the world isn't teaching. You have to go back to Christ and find your identity there. So if you guys have any questions, I would love to take them. And of course, if you have any questions on this topic at any time, always feel free to come over to my blog, which is vlx.tv. And this will be a blog post that will go out next Wednesday. My posts always go out on Wednesday morning. And you can comment there, and I'll find it and see it and come and answer it. But that's your challenge for the week. Just a real quick, real quick piece of advice that is actually about something much deeper. <laughs> so don't be scared off by this. Don't worry about the emotions. Come back and figure out What's my objective health? And if you need to make an appointment with your doctor, if you need to go to the gym and hire a personal trainer just for one hour, if you need to figure this out, I encourage you to do it because then you'll know where you stand. And when your mind and your heart start telling you things, you'll know whether or not they're true or false and then how to further sort them and get out of the ones that are lying to you and causing you all kinds of distress. So I also want you to know 
I've been on a journey with this. I mean, that airport adventure was a nightmare. I just felt, I felt like a totally different person than I had ever been. And I felt like there was never going to be a way to get back to the healthy, fun-loving, carefree, you know, not having to obsess about my body person that I had been. And I'm back. And I'm not only back, I am stronger than ever because I fully understand this now. So if you feel like you're out of control, I want to tell you don't despair and don't give up and don't think that it's over and that you're never going to be able to figure it out and you're just, you're lost because you're not. Okay, it's just a matter of learning the right things and putting them into practice and being patient with yourself as you fail or screw up or, you know, backslide a little bit, but keep going. Just never give up and you will be a success. So that's all I've got for you guys this week. I hope that's helpful. Please do objectively look at your body's health. Our goal is just to be the best that we can be this side of heaven. And then we're able to do so much for God when he calls us. So go out there and shine. And again, if you have questions or comments, make sure you come over to my blog, vlx.tv, where I also have a guide called The Seven Steps to living into the wellness that God designed you for. And it covers a lot more than you might think is generally included in health and wellness. So go over there and check it out if you like, and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the VLX podcast. I'd love to keep you motivated to go after God's plan in every area of your life. So if you love what I'm talking about, Subscribe to this channel and come find me on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter at Jackie Dixon VLX. I'd love to virtually meet and interact with you. And if you're interested in the concept of the biblical bombshell, please join me for a soiree where I'll teach you the 12 pillars of a woman who is healthy, holy, and hot. RSVP at JackieDixon.org forward slash soiree. I'll see you there, beautiful.